The journey of the cross, the first station, Jesus is condemned. Surrender. They led Jesus off to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. Pilate took some water, washed his hands and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. Matthew chapter 26 verse 57 Three figures, three worlds, one trial. Possessive hands, holding the scrolls of the law. Detached, unconnected eyes, priestly garments. A seemingly harsh will of God, that the innocent should die for all. Is this relying on God? Is it not rather an escape, manipulation, in God's name, washing hands, corrupting with blood, the pure water. One day that water had been changed into wine. To gladden the hearts, no becomes blood of betrayal. Truth. What's the truth? Behind that masked face, that furtive look, the truth you refuse to see, the power you don't want to lose, the truth. Here is the man, the obedient servant, mute like a lamb, his ear attentive, his back stripped of the regal garments, offered to violent strokes his face at peace, in the heart a song. Here I am, I come to do your will. Where can we find real strength? Where is the truth? In those with positions of power or in the one whose head is bowed, whose arms are lured in peace? only being raised when nailed to the cross. How many innocent people pay the price of dishonesty, of abuse of power, even by those who act in God's name, indeed by anyone who manipulates the truth of the gospel to justify non-involvement, refusal of the truth, how ready are we all to surrender to hypocrisy and to hide behind the mass of our lack of courage? We would rather not get involved, distance ourselves from the wrong we see around us, keep silence in the face of injustice inflicted on our brothers and sisters, friends, colleagues, neighbours and our loved ones. All we want is to keep our name clean and our reputation good. Let us pray. Jesus, you didn't hesitate to pay the price of our wrongdoing. Give us the courage to face the truth when we fail. Give us strength to be true to your gospel, and to be true to our brothers and sisters.
The second station, Jesus embraces the cross. Embrace. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, as it is called in Hebrew, Golgotha. John chapter 19, verse 17. The naked heavy wood embraced tenderly by bleeding bare hands. Crimson garments soaked with streams of red blood. The wood is steady, firm. On it heavily leans another piece of wood, the cross. In the background, hanging noses, reminders of violence and war. Indisputable witnesses to generations of innocent victims. Yesterday, today, two hands embracing. An unjust verdict, the human sorrow. A destiny shared. A cry hidden behind the cross, the innocent one. It takes courage to embrace that which we really would rather not. To daily reach out and take on board the violence and atrocities of our world. To make a decision to accept Jesus and the paradox of his cross. Our hands are a precious gift. We can create or destroy, lift up or force down. We can embrace or push away. Jesus used his hands to bless, to gather the loss to his arms, all the time working for peace, until finally he gave his hands up to the cross, accepting and embracing it. He embraces our sorrow, our cross. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, the mystery of your cross is at the heart of our lives. Help us embrace the world as you did. Give us the perseverance we need to make our world a better place.
The third station, the first fall of Jesus. Cornerstone. Crushed because of our guilt, the punishment reconciling us fell on him, and we have been healed by his bruises. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 5 to 7. On your knees, under the cry of the world, heavily weighing on you, the pillar of the universe. Darkness and horror plunge onto the wood of your cross. The implacable, grim-faced judge, the tormented bodies of the victims of violence and vices, the sin of the world on your knees. Your right arm firmly strained, unbent, steady, like a pillar beam. The right hand firmly planted over the solid stone, supporting, securing. The head leaning on your heart, the source of your strength, determined as you are to lose none of those little ones entrusted to you. You the cornerstone, you the pillar of the universe, you carry us all. We all know the feeling, I can't go on. The very life is squeezed out of us. Lack of love in our lives can weigh us down. When we are rejected, we become vulnerable. We neither respect others or ourselves. We become violent and abusive towards those who are more vulnerable than we are. Our human dignity is lost and we condemn ourselves to shame and degradation. Jesus died to save us from ourselves. He took away the sin of the world. He restored in us the likeness of the children of God. Let us pray. Jesus, you bore our sin so that we might live. You are the rock of our strength. Do not allow us to neglect those who are crushed by their own mistakes, those who feel rejected, the sinful.
the fourth station, Jesus meets his mother. No words. His mother kept all these things in her heart. Luke chapter 2, verse 51. Two figures hound together by the vigorous wood, firmly standing between them, two lives tied as one by the same destiny. Two persons identifiable only, one by the scarlet regal garment, the other by the green clothing, the morning veil, a mother and child so intimate. What is the emotion depicted on their faces? What are the words they utter to each other? Do they lean on each other's shoulders? Does the mother caress her child's cheek? Does the child comfort the mother? We know not. Only the hands speak to us, a gentle touch, encouraging, reassuring, affirming. A sacred encounter, an intimate moment, not to be exposed to indiscreet eyes. The only witness, the strong protecting wood, held in their embrace. Silent words. It is hard to stand by and see a child, a friend, a loved one struggle with life. Sometimes it is difficult even to say the right thing. Often we don't even know what to say. We would like to spare those we love from the burden of carrying their own cross. Love is utterly vulnerable, completely defenseless, open to whatever comes. To love is to set people free, to follow the demands of God, whatever the cost. All we can do is to be there, just being, consoling, Supporting, showing respect. These are sacred moments. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, your mother shared your pain, your destiny. As so often we hurt those we love, and fill those we hold dear. Help us to share in the healing power of your love.
the fifth station, Simon, a stranger helps Jesus. Unison, they seized a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the countryside to carry his cross. Mark chapter 15, verse 21. Travelers on the same road, under the one same load, body upholding body, shoulder by shoulder, cheek by cheek, twinned as one. Carrying the same weight, they became one. Their eyes fixed in the one direction, they strive onwards towards the same goal. There is a need to stay close to one another, synchronizing their pace, gaining strength. The beam on their shoulders is heavy and shift in weight. Any disharmony will weaken them both. Together as one, is it by love, friendship, solidarity, or simply by chance? Whatever broke them close is irrelevant. Under the same weight, they are as one. Our streets are crowded with people, struggling under the weight they carry. Degradation. Desperation, hunger, violence, abuse. Do we have the courage to stop, to get involved? Perhaps we would rather keep our distance. Strangers, refugees, are there any concern of ours? Who is my neighbor? What happens around us affects us all in one way or another. Called to be one, our command is to love one another. We owe each other love and support. Simon of Cyrene can inspire us by accepting to help a stranger. He became as one with Jesus, the Son of God. Let us pray. Lord, as we journey, help us to see those who stagger along the path of the cross, the refugees, the homeless, the lonely. We ask for strong shoulders on which to ease the load of others and a heart filled with love for all.
The Sixth Station Veronica, A Gesture of Love True Icon I tell you solemnly, insofar as you did this to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. Matthew chapter 25, verse 40 A Gesture of Love and the spotless linen soaked with blood reveals the features of a wounded man, a suffering figure, an enduring face at peace. A woman in mourning robe, her face screened by the linen she holds tenderly, compassionately, displays the shroud resting on her chest, imprinted as part of her own very being. An empty cracked bowl seemingly emerging from the body, whose face is fixed on the linen, held up for all to see. Whose hands, who can guess by the colour of the skin? Whose empty cracked bow? Where do we see the face of Christ today? Is it to be found in artistic reproductions? No. He told us where we can see his face. If only we have the courage to look at those who are hungry, those who are naked, those who are lonely, imprisoned, the least, the lost. There we see Jesus himself, a gesture of love to release the pain of those brothers and sisters, restored in us our likeness to Jesus. We often hear of heroic acts which help save the lives of many. How often, though, do we hear of the simple acts of love, the little ways in which love is shown, being beside someone on his or her way to death, and mopping their brow is a simple, yet love-filled, intimate act, which can only Bring us closer to Christ. Let us pray. Lord, help us to recognize you in the hidden corners of our world, in the forgotten ones, those who mean so little to the world whose presence is never greeted with a smile. We ask that we might reflect your love for all people in everything that we do.
the seventh station, Jesus falls with many, with us. Anyone who does not carry his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Luke chapter 14, verse 27. Rough hewned, heavy beams, hammering, forcing the shoulders of those who carry them. So great the strain, so grotesque. The misshapen bodies beneath. The thong emerged as an unseen multitude beneath the horizon, bathed in the pale light. Different races, peoples, prostrate on their knees, even their own load, they have no escape. Someone surges forward, fixing gazing eyes on the one who leads the way, in him a difference, with his arms clinging the rough wood that bends him down. He seems to have a purpose, he seems to know the sense on his knees, he draws them all. Pressures from society, our peers, and possibly even our weak wills may stop us from being a true follower of Jesus. It can be difficult to lead the way, yet we know the acceleration of winning a race, of struggling for what is right in life. We know what we should do, and yet we carry on doing the things we shouldn't. It may be difficult for us today to see any value in the cross. Suffering is a great mystery to us. We may have feelings of helplessness and find ourselves only able to ask why. And yet the choice remains with us. Do we allow ourselves to be crushed beneath the weight of our daily cross? Or do we pick ourselves up and follow in the way of Jesus? Let us pray. Lord, to pick up our cross and follow you is a difficult request. It may be that in today's world, our responsibilities are our own crosses. Whatever the cross, may we understand that only with you, the burden is light.
the eighth station, Jesus meets the women, nurturing. Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Luke chapter 27, verse 28. Mothers weeping, lamenting, by the well-worn paths, trodden daily by the convicted, being led to death, injustice manifest before their very eyes, an innocent seized, a horrendous crime. They know him, a firstborn child, nurtured by his mother like a sapling. He lived among them, curing their ills, soothing their pain, embracing their children. Should evil be returned for good? Mothers of the world, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves, weep for your children. Look at your vulnerable offspring, the children you nurtured in your womb. Can you spare them for the violence of war, from devastation, of nuclear attacks, from barbed wire that tortures the flesh? Mothers weeping and lamenting on the roads of the world. Your cry resounds throughout all of history. It is heard in Roma, in Bethlehem, in Hiroshima, in Auschwitz, in Kosovo, in Rwanda. There is no end to the tears running from your eyes. Mothers on the journey of life, trust the green wood, the innocent sun, who has strength to carry your sorrow, to give your children hope. Mothers, women, they know the pain of loving. In the face of human sorrow and tragedy, mothers are those who pay the highest price of seeing their own children flesh of their flesh, being deprived of their dignity, abused, tortured, killed. Mothers know the hard way of the cross. The cross, this horrible means of torture, of the past has been replaced with modern and more sophisticated means of mass destruction. Yet Jesus calls women to nurture a better world, so to spare humanity from even greater tragedy. Indeed, he calls us all to have a mother-like heart, to nurture life around us. Let us pray. Jesus, you are the beginning and the end the one who leads us out of death into life. Help us to be people who nurture, giving life to those who feel abandoned or let down in any way.
The ninth station. Jesus falls again. The fall of the world. Amen. His yoke is on my neck. He has deprived me of strength. Lamentation. Chapter 1, verse 14. The weight of the whole world press on the dust of the road, rejected, wasted. The thick timber holding his neck, pinned like a mouse in its trap. Who could ever rise again after such a fall? No one passing by, no weeping women, no consoling friends, no mother's touch to comfort, to reassure, not even the jeering throng. Crushed and alone, where is God? Mingle with the dust of the earth held down, exhausted, under the vastness, the immensity of a pale blue sky. Can anyone ever stand again after such a fall? The one who trusts. Far above the pale blue sky, the sun beams its light, bathing the wood, resting on his face. In everyone's life, there are moments of inner loneliness, a rejection no words can describe. It is the isolation of the aged, the loss of a dear one, the collapse of a family's fortune, the horror of war, the loss of a job, the breaking of a relationship, dreams not coming true, weighed down by the awfulness of it all. We feel like worms trampled on the foot. Jesus experienced this emptiness on his very flesh. He drank the chalice to the very dregs, still trusting in the Father's unfailing love. With him, we will be able to pick ourselves up from the mud, shake the dust off ourselves and proceed onwards towards our final goal. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, when all looks to be too much, when we feel overburdened by life, when nothing makes sense any longer, allow the warmth of your love to touch us. Give us the strength to say Amen to God and to trust in the Father's love.
the temptation. Jesus is stripped, his garment divided. Whose? They took Jesus' clothing and divided it into four shears. John chapter 19 verse 23 Deprived of its oneness, stained with blood, a seamless like robed, pulled at four corners, tearing in the middle, forming a cross. Three church leaders finally appeared, claimed ownership of the cloth. Hold it tightly, even comfortably, misled by their belief, blind to one another. Each thinks he owns the lot, bloodied and fluttering like a flag. The fourth corner, a black figure, marching, striving ahead, eager to reach out. At the foot of the cross, the seamless white robe, each part weakened, divided, spread out, yet held together by the shadow of that same cross. Before his passion, Jesus prayed that we may be one, yet division and war among his followers have marked the history of Christianity. Blood has been shed in Jesus' name too often by too many claiming to possess the true faith, Jesus himself. Our divisions are the crosses on which Jesus continues to die. Very often, our diversity becomes division. Diversity is a gift of the spirit and enriches the whole body while division is the work of the evil one and impoverishes us all. There is one body, one baptism, one faith. We belong to one another. Every day we have the opportunity to work for unity and peace within ourselves, our family, our churches, or we may refuse to love our brothers and sisters deepening the mark of the cross in our world. Let us pray. Lord, our ways are not peaceful ways. Fill us with your spirit, that we may truly become your people, the one body of Christ. Heal our divisions, and give us courage to work for unity and peace.
Eleven station. Jesus is nailed to the cross. Face to face. All who see me jeer at me. They sneer and wag their heads. Psalm 22. The sunlight thickens. Colors fade. The sky darkens. Why? What are the people looking at? Or rather, who is looking at them? The man being crucified lying below? The Roman soldier's arm clad with armour, brandishing the hammer, relentlessly striking on the nail, penetrating the flesh. A reaction at each heavy blow. Compassion, mockery, grief, condolence, sneering, dismay, horror, scorn. Each face is different. Some faces are shielded, unable to bear the sight. Some scrutinize the scriptures in the attempt to make some sense. Wild bulls encircle me. Strong bulls surround me. All the while the sun darkens and the sky grows dimmer. There are moments in each one's life when we feel as though we are nailed, as if on a cross, unable to move, totally at the mercy of others. It may be because of sickness, disability, fear, violence, physical or psychological hurts. When we feel helpless, we come face to face with our own truth and the truth of those around us. We can become victims of others, or we may make others pay the price of our indifference, of our insensitivity. As we look at the faces of those around Jesus, as he's being nailed on the cross, can we see ourselves? Let us pray. Lord of love and compassion, help us to be true to ourselves and to others. Give us a sensitive heart to ease the burden of those who can't help themselves.
the twelve station, Jesus dies on the cross. Holocaust My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew chapter 27, verse 46 Tortured, bleeding, racked by pain, and so stretched that his bones can be counted, thick ropes securing the body to his torments. The head casts towards the darkness, the mouth releasing a loud scream against the sky, the ancient cry, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani, will no longer be read. It is now heard in the violent screams that rips apart the sacred scroll, tearing the curtains of the temple from top to bottom. It is accomplished. The ancient covenant giving way to the new one in his blood. The crowds appalled, turning away from him, so disfigured did he look, seemingly no longer human, without beauty, without majesty, a thing despised, rejected by people, struck by God. Who can bear this sight? Who has the strength to stand by? A mother, a friend, a disciple? As scripture says, you didn't accept sacrifices and holocausts. You gave me a body. Here is the body of Christ, the innocent victim who takes upon himself the human sorrow. Jesus dying on the cross, his whole being stretched to the limits of human being. His tortured body recalls the torments of millions of men, women and even little children in concentration camps, past and present victims of racism, hatred and war. Violence is becoming a commonplace experience in our homes. We run the risk of becoming used to the horrible scenes of violence shown by the media. Brutalized bodies of children, old people and young. Victims of terrorism and wars. We are becoming so accustomed to what we see that we can watch undisturbed, making no distinction between friction and reality. Even worse, we may be among these who inflict violence to a greater or lesser degree, or we would be onlookers doing nothing to stop the violence. Let us pray. Lord, dying you destroyed our death, rising you restored our life. Fill our hearts with your courage so that we may no longer remain bystanders but can be counted among those who work for justice and peace.
the thirteenth station, Jesus in his mother's arms. Maternal womb, peace be with you, my own peace I give you, a peace which the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. John chapter 14 verse 27 All is fulfilled. Now there are no cries of sorrow, no pain, no struggle. A corpse finally at peace, secure in his mother's embrace. Silence, intimacy, peace. A mother tenderly enfolding the child of her womb, cherishing his blood-stained body, naked as the day she gave him birth. Now she hushes him into the dawn of a new birth. The skulls of our forebearers, a symbol of death, now superseded by the new creation, a new dawn filtering through new life. The dove bearing an olive branch announces the new covenant of peace, his gift to all. Of all women, you are the most blessed. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. These words must have resounded in Mary's heart so many times as the mystery of Jesus unfolded day by day. How can we call blessed a mother whose child has been persecuted, maltreated, and who ends up dead on a cross. Mary is blessed because she believed in the faithfulness of God. Truly, she personifies the maternal womb of God, that nurturing love which gave Jesus life over death and changes us with newness of life, the life of the children of God. Can we trust God? Can we feel loved and blessed, held together in his continuous bond of love, even when touched by suffering and death? Let us pray. Lord of life, we pray with Mary, give us faith to love when our hearts feel cold. Give us hope when all seem lost and trust when we feel bereft. In Jesus, may we find the source of our new life and our peace.
the fourteenth station. Jesus lies buried. Chrysalis. Unless the wheat of grain falls into the earth and dies, it remains a single grain. If it dies, it yields a rich harvest. John chapter 12, verse 24. The buried cloth, translucent, revealing a body at rest. The face at peace, wounded hands marked with red blood. Inside the tomb is dark and spacious. Outside the promise of a bright warm morning. The light is breaking through the stone, which seals the entrance. Within the linen cloths, the body dazzles like a pearl into an oyster shell, a chrysalis into its cocoon, a seed in germination, an embryo in the body, the inexplicable, the untouchable, invisible, recreating energy into the soil, swollen with new life. So often we feel the failures of our hopes, our dreams, our plans. Our efforts may appear empty and our attempts fruitless. The stone is rolled against the door of our hearts and our relationships, our whole life. The stone shuts everything out. Yet, unless the wheat of grain dies, it bears no fruit. Baptized in Christ, rooted in him, we are bearers of his new life. We carry God's reassurance that with him nothing is impossible. Let us pray. Help us to believe, Lord, that ends are but beginnings, and that graves are but the doorway to a new life. For you are the Lord of the living and the dead.